This call may be recorded or transcribed.
Good morning, beautiful family. Good morning. good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie, who joined the call. Let me say good morning. This is Diane. Good morning. Happy Thursday, Susie. Oh, good morning, Diane. Happy Thursday to you as well. You have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Yes, he does. God's got our back. God bless you. Anyone else join the call would like to say good morning? Good morning, yeah, good morning, Susie. good morning, Susie. It's Moxie. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Moxie. And who else was that? Was that Sister Lisa? Yes. This God time. bless everyone on the call. Have a great day. <laughs> you have a great day too. God bless you. Good morning. It's kind Kim as well. God bless everybody. Happy Thursday. Good morning, kind Kim. Same to you. Who is that? The resident said good morning. Good morning. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, everyone. This is Shara. Happy good Thursday. Mo- good morning, Shara. Happy Thursday to you, too. Happy birthday, Shara. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. You're so welcome. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Oops, who was that that said good morning? Miss B. Oh, good morning, Miss B. And then I heard someone else say good morning. Good morning, it's Kenya. Good morning, Kenya. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? 
anyone else like to say good morning on this beautiful day that the Lord let us be? Good morning, Susie. Good morning, family. It's magnificent. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Enjoying the liquid sunshine, right? Okay, yeah. (laughs) Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Juanita. Good morning, Juanita. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else joining the call that would like to say good morning? Excuse me. Anybody else like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. It's Rochelle. Happy, thankful Thursday. Good morning, Victory family. Same to you. You have a blessed day. You also. <laughs> Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. How Good you doing, morning. Susie? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Prosperous Pam? I'm doing well. Thank you. You sound good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good today. <laughs> Amen for that. Amen. Yeah, a Have a blessed day. You, thank, thank you. You, you too. I was going to say that, Susie, but I didn't want to hold a call up. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You do sound good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I feel good. You know, God is good. Anyone else like to say good morning before I get started with the call? Okay, well, then, before I do get started with the call, Can everyone please put their phones on mute so that we can proceed? And hello again. My name is Susie, and I am your host. And thank you so much for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, and that's starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time, And 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to buy a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us during the month of December. Our monthly theme is entitled More. Focusing on hearing and receiving more of God so we can and will be more like Him. Let's see. The, uh, we do. I do not know if we're going to have the ladies call tonight. Uh, uh, walk it out. By yes, uh, oh, great, great. It's it's hosted by Miss Lisa Porter, and the call takes place from six to seven p.m. Pacific Standard Time, eight to nine p.m. Central Standard Time, and nine to ten p.m. 
number tonight. You will certainly be blessed. The order of the call this morning is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Diane. The declaration will be brought by Philip Watson. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you place your phones on mute until instructed to come out mute. I now pass the call. To Diane, everybody have a wonderful, wonderful day. She will be doing prayer and corporate praise. God bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you this morning, God, with a bow-down head and a bow-down heart to you. So, Father, I just thank you this morning, oh God. I thank you, sweet hope of your sweet Holy Spirit, Lord God, that and dwelling on the inside of us. Father, I just thank you this morning. Let your Holy Spirit for your indwelling be present in our lives, oh God, our inner man, that we may grow in you, that we may grow in love, that we may walk this walk called life. Father, in the name of Jesus, you said, he who abides in me and I in him will bear much fruit but apart from me, you can do nothing. So, Father, I thank you this morning that you called me to to lift up your people this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up our government to you this morning, oh God. I lift them up in prayer before you, the men and women in position of authority, Lord, Lord God. I pray and intercede for the president, the congressmen, the senators, the judges, the police, and the government, and mayor of our land. So, Father, I pray that you touch them this morning. Touch their hearts. Let their hearts grow strong for you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we give you praise this morning. We magnify your name. God, we give you glory your love, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and in depth of insight. So God, we thank you this morning that you may be able to, that we may be able to discern what is best. Father, in the name of Jesus, for all of your people, oh God, we lift them up to you this morning, oh God. We lift our children up to you this morning, oh God, and as they go about their day, those who who have to go to school. God, just keep them in perfect peace. Keep them in good health, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord God, for our families, our spouses, our entire family, oh God. In the name of Jesus, that you keep them covered, oh God. During this time of pandemic, there has been so many accidents, oh God. We ask, oh God, that you cover us today Lord God, as we drive to the different places and some that have to go to places of employment, God, cover them this morning, cover their 
their driving, oh God, that they drive the speed limit. Father, we thank you this morning for all that you do for us. We thank you for your indwelling of the Holy Spirit, Lord God, to guide us and and to prompt us when we're doing wrong or going the wrong way, the wrong path. But God, you who keep us on the straight and narrow path. So God, I thank you this morning. I thank you for your glorious riches, oh God that you've given us to strengthen us, oh God, your power of the spirit for our inner man, that it may grow and that we may grow in love and grace and humility, oh God, in the name of Jesus. So Father, I just come to you this morning, Lord God, giving you all the praise and all the glory. You belong, you, you deserve, Lord God, and you belong to we belong to you. So, Father, we just ask you this morning, Lord God, to keep cover over us and over our families, all over those who have to go to and from their place of employment, to and from their homes, oh God. God, we just give you praise and honor this morning, for there is none like you. You are Elohim the strong creator, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. You are Jehovah, our relational God. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are God who, who rules the creation, all creation, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, heaven and earth, and all that dwells in it belongs to you. So, Father, we thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides everything that we need. God, in the name of Jesus, you said in Second Peter 1 and 3 that you have already given us everything that we need. We just have to walk in it, walk in it, and believe what thus says the Lord. So, Father, I thank you this morning that you are Jehovah Saba, the God who war for us, oh God, the warrior, Lord God. We thank you that you are Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. God, you will give us peace, Lord God, if we only just seek your word, oh God. Let your word abide in us and we abide in your word. You said that when your word goes out, it never returns void. So God, I thank you this morning for being Jehovah Roah, the Lord our shepherd. You said your sheep know your voice and will not follow another. So, God, I thank you this morning, Lord God, that you are Jehovah Nisi, our banner, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we just praise you this morning. I thank you that you are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals our mind, the God who heals our body, our broken relationship. God, I thank you this morning just for who you are, Lord God. I thank you that you are Jehovah Siskanu, the God of righteousness. God, there can be no wrong in you, Lord God, because you are God and God all by yourself, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, all those things, Lord God, that are afflicted in us, oh God, all the wrongdoing that that's in our heart, oh God. God, we ask you to clean us up this morning, to clean our heart. Let us walk in righteousness. Let us walk in love. Let us love one another as you have loved, loved the church and given yourself for. God, I thank you this morning that you are El Elyon, God, the most high God. You are El Shaddai, the almighty God. 
You are Emmanuel, the God with us. You are with us every day, every hour of the day of our life, oh God. So God, we praise you this morning. If we can all take our phones off of mute and give God the praise that he so deserved this thank morning. Thank you, Father. God, I thank oh, you for thank the declarer you. as we come forward. Philip Watson, oh God. God, I 
Give him one moment, family. Good morning. Hallelujah. Good morning, Phil. We can hear you. Okay. So, I want to start off with the verse um, this morning. I want to start off with a verse that is coming from Psalms chapter 19, verse 8, and verse 9. Psalms chapter, no, I'm sorry, Psalms chapter 19, verse 9, and verse 10. Okay, that's the verse we're going to look at um, this morning. And I pray in the name of Jesus. 
Repa coroba, repa tia matole marroche cora. Reca tore de correpa, tore de carrepa, tore de carrepa, tere de kiasiato. I pray that this word, um, that the spirit and the life in this word um, will be active in our heart and in our midst today. Um, and that the spirit and life um, in this word, it will, it will really blast, it will really hit us. Um, that we will feel refreshed, that we will feel revived, that we will be encouraged. Most of all, that we will encounter Jesus. And so in Psalms 19, verses 9 and 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Okay? So we're speaking about the fear of the Lord. We're talking about how those um, God's judgments, and how these things are to be greatly desired. Now, I want to read two different versions, two more versions to you. The New Living Translation, Psalms chapter 19, verses 9 and 10. It says, reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. The Passion Translation says, Yahweh's decrees are trustworthy. The fear of Yahweh is pure, enduring forever. The rarest treasures of life are found in his truth. That's why God's word is prized like others prize the finest gold. Sweeter also than honey are his living words, sweet words dripping from the honeycomb. But the main thing or the main focus um, is the fear of the Lord and the judgments or the decrees of God. And these things are literally to be desired more than gold. Now, I want to show something before I get into um, the fear of the Lord and the judgments of the Lord, or better yet, um, show something that's highlighted about this particular thing what God says and how this connects to the more. Because I know that, well, we know that more when we speak about more. Um, and it has to basically just do with um, an amount, uh, an amount that is probably um, bigger um, than another amount. Um, an increased amount, okay, more. 
But I want to throw a different angle at it this morning from the word. And that is in Psalms chapter 19, verse 10, that were more, where it says, more to be desired are they than gold. Do you know that word more in this particular verse actually means gold, G-O-L-D. That word means gold. It means gold or gold colored or as oil or golden. Okay? This is what it means in this particular verse right here. So in this particular passage, where it says, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. When it compares the word more, or when it's speaking about more, it's actually saying that more is gold. More is fine gold. So it's basically saying in this verse, when it says more to be desired are they than gold, it's saying gold to be desired are they than gold. If you were to say it literally, gold to be desired are they than gold. So this word more, basically in this passage, when it's saying that we are to desire the fear of the Lord, and how it's supposed to be desired more than actual gold. It's also saying in this passage that that when we take our desires and we desire this thing more than gold, more than money, more than currency, that actually that more that we're exemplifying, that more that we're demonstrating, it's actually being translated as currency to God. It's actually looked at as gold. When we desire to put these things first more than the things that we desire, like money, when we tend to put these things or put a, a price on these things or reverence of these things, when we tend to desire these things more than treasure, that actual action of desiring it more is literally like gold. But this is a different type of gold. This gold is richer than regular gold that we see, or it's more abundant than actual treasure that we see. When God says that, we put the fear of the Lord first, or when we desire the fear of the Lord, when we crave the fear of the Lord, when we crave the actual judgments of God, that this thing is not only looked at as of great price, but this price of what he's saying is valued more than gold is actually being translated or looked at in the spirit as actual gold, but a different type of gold, a greater type of gold, G-O-L-D. Now, that word desired, when we look up the word desired, it means beauty, 
It means to delight in. It means greatly beloved, covet, delectable thing. So when it's more to be desired, okay, it's more to be coveted, or we're to to greatly beloved that more than currency, more than our finances. But not just more than our finances, it's also the value that we put on this particular thing. For there's a value that we place on gold. We know that here in America, our currency is basically backed by gold. We have uh, Fort Knox that basically has all of this gold there to uh, uh, because our currency is basically backed by gold, okay? But gold has always been something that that people look at and attach great price to it. And God is actually saying that, guess what? There are two things that I actually want you to value more than gold, but not only value them more than gold. There are two things that I want you to desire more than gold. I want you to have a liking for these things more than gold. I want you to I want you to be able to crave this thing, you know, more than gold. Have a deep love of it more than gold. And not only have a deep love of it, there's a sweetness that comes with this thing that you're desiring. So what is this thing that's the more? What is this thing that's so much the more to where God actually says this more that we're demonstrating can actually be called gold? This actual more that we're demonstrating is actually looked at as more. When we're craving this particular thing, this thing is actually looked at as actual gold. What is this thing? God says when you desire or when you crave the fear of the Lord. He's saying that the craving of the fear of the Lord, the wanting or the desiring of the fear of the Lord and the judgments of the Lord are literally things that are to be desired and valued more than actual treasure itself. Now, if God says that his value is more than that, then we could take that to the bank, that his value is more than that. When he says, look, you are actually supposed to, this thing right here is more precious than any type of money, any any treasure, any currency. This right here is of a much greater price or of the more. So much of the more that this more is actually looked at like gold to me. It's actually looked at like oil to me. 
it's actually looked at like currency when you desire this thing more, when you demonstrate this more in your heart, the fear of the Lord and the judgments of the Lord. And so then we will stop and we will say, okay, well, what is the fear of the Lord? What are the judgments of the Lord? And how can I have more of that? Not just have more of it, but, Lord, I want to desire it more. I want more of this thing. I don't just want my reverence of the Lord to be at one particular level. I want this thing to be more. As a matter of fact, I want this to be so much more that it's something that I desire more than anything else that I actually will make this the highest treasure in my life. I will make this of the greatest price in my life. I would say that there is nothing more valuable than these two things, the fear of the Lord. Think of something right now that you place great value upon. Think of things in our life that we value more. There are a lot of things that we value that maybe we may not think about what it is until pressed. Respect is one of them, right? We value respect. We we feel like respect is something that is of great value to where we demand that thing from others, to where if that thing is not shown, there could be a problem. There could be a problem where, hey, like like uh, Charles Barkley and Shaq say, you know what, uh, you're going to see some furniture moving up in there. You know, you might get some furniture moving. You know what I'm saying? If respect ain't shown in certain areas, okay? Another thing, we value integrity. You know, integrity is something uh, that is valued, okay? That is value. That is of great price. Okay, uh, life, life. You know, some of us value life. You know, we 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 look at the value of life, and we feel that life is of a great price. So much to where, um, when someone passes away, you know, uh, we do certain things or certain rituals or pronounce certain things. Um, Hallelujah. Saying life. Okay? So this, this life, again, Life is something of, of great value. And even though that we may sit there and we have certain rituals and um, things that we may do, um, and I don't mean just the funeral. Um, sometimes we might say, you know, we're going to, let's honor this person. Some people might pour out something for them or whatever it is, you know. There's a value um, that we place on life, you know. And God is actually saying that there is something 
that's to be desired so much, something that is like currency, and it is the fear of the Lord, and it's the judgments of the Lord. And so even as we come to the end of this year, and we're going into another year, thank God that we're blessed to have made it through a year, to have made it through like, I mean, these are just some crazy times that we're in, okay? These are some crazy, different times, very different, very unusual times where you're sitting there, you're just like, man, like, you know, like, I, you can't even put your finger on it, okay? It's like the time is like so up and down and left and right and here and there, and then in the midst of it, you got all this crazy stuff going on, and, you know, it's 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 just so wild. But in the midst of all of this going on, remember this, that God could have inserted us into time at any time he wanted. God could have taken us and our destiny and inserted us in time back in the Middle Ages. He could have inserted us in time back in the the 1500s. He could have inserted us in time back when Jesus was first born. He could have inserted us in time back when the Israelites were in Egypt. For whatever reason, God said the best time for you to fulfill your destiny was let me insert you in this time right now that you and I are in. But even in knowing that we will be inserted into this time, there are certain principles that continue to stand and that will stand forever. And those principles are the word of God. And in this word of God, God says, there is something that is to be desired more than gold. Matter of fact, not only more than gold, but verse 10 even goes on to say, yes, then much fine gold. So it not only says this thing is to be desired more than gold, but then it comes back and said, yes, not just desired more than gold, but then fine gold. But then it takes it a step further and says, not just fine gold, but much fine gold, okay? So it actually says, look, this more, this more is to be, is, uh, that you're demonstrating, it's to, it's to get to a level that it's actually more than much fine gold. Now, we think about this. You think about what much means, right? And we know, like, when you said much, like, you think about what somebody says, man, that's just too much, right? That's just, that's just too much. What does that mean? That's, that's, just, that's just too enough, okay? Like, like it, it, it's just like the, the, the size of that thing. You know, it's like, my gosh, like it's of like great, 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 great abundance. 
okay? Great abundance, exceeding, all right? God actually says that the fear of the Lord and the judgments of the Lord are things that we're to actually desire more. Hallelujah. In these things, hallelujah. It's such a really powerful thing when we think about this, what God is saying with this particular thing. Because if God feels that we should desire this thing more, if God feels that this is something that we are to really value or put first in our lives, then I think it's something that we really want to crave or we really want to desire. So I want to challenge us today. Maybe we haven't even thought about desiring the fear of the Lord. Maybe we haven't uh, thought about desiring the judgments of the Lord. But regardless of whatever is going on in society, regardless of whatever is happening, we just want to remember this and never forget it, that everything that God says is true. Everything. Everything he says is true. And he didn't say these are things to be desired during certain times, during certain seasons. No. He said, look, this is something that will always have more value than treasure. The reverence of the Lord, okay? But not just the reverence of the Lord, but also the judgments of God or the decrees of God, you know, the things that God says is, or, or the, the command. You know, God's commands are like judgments. You know, we have, we, in our human understanding, our understanding of judgment is a little off because usually how we think about judgment is we think about something bad. We we think about some or, or some decision um, that is made because we relate it to the society that we're in of this court system that we're in. You know, there, there's a court system. You know, and we think about a judge and we think about his gavel and the judge basically saying you're guilty or you're innocent. But listen to this. Do you know that, say you go to small claims court or say you're suing somebody or or when people sue somebody, when they have a settlement that's awarded to them. When they get awarded a certain thing, that's a judgment. An actual judgment is actually given to them. Okay? An actual judgment is released. So judgments are more than just something bad or whatever that are happening. Judgments are also verdicts. Okay? Judgments are also verdicts or, you know, outcomes of particular things as well, all right? And he says the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Or or in other words, let me put it like this. A judgment of the Lord could be something like this. Um, 
you know what? What should I do in a situation? That actual thing that God tells you to do in a situation or when you apply the word of God in a situation, what you just did was you chose the judgment of the Lord. You use God's judgment. Jesus actually says that we're to use righteous judgment, righteous judgment, basically judging things by looking at the whole picture and not just judging things on the surface. Let me give you an example. We'll bring this current day of righteous judgment. And no, this is not part of what I'm talking about. This just is an, an example uh, so we can really understand this about righteous judgment. So a lot of people have heard about Megan Good and Devon Franklin. And we know they were doing all of these merit seminars. They were like the go-to couple almost as it relates with uh, marriage and all of these other things. It also exemplified this whole thing of, well, I mean, I'll just keep it short on this. But, you know, it's easy to judge on the surface and began to say certain things. But we don't know the whole story because they haven't said the whole story. The only way that you can make an accurate judgment about what is going on is you have to know the whole story. We don't know what went on. We could speculate. We could do all of that stuff. But if we don't know the whole story, then basically our judgment is inaccurate. We don't know the whole story. We don't know what they're going through. We don't know what what happened, what led up to what. We don't we don't have no idea. For real. And I'm not I'm not on the side of is it right, is it wrong? I'm not I'm not. Why? Because I don't just like everybody else. I'm not in their business. I don't know what they got going on. We don't know the whole story. When we judge righteously, we need to look at the whole picture, and we need to deal with things from the whole picture. That's judging righteously. God actually says that his judgments are true and righteous altogether, but not only something that's true and righteous altogether, there's something that's to be desired. We want to go into this new year desiring the fear of the Lord. We want to go into this new year desiring God's judgments. God's judgments not not meaning like, you know, desiring for God to destroy, you know, uh, Idaho or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's how we relate judgments, you know, of God just blowing up a place or God setting fire to a place or God sending plagues or something. No, 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 no. That's such a limited version of what the judgment of the Lord is. Uh-uh. Let's start it from a practical place, very simple, which is making decisions in certain situations. In the decisions that we make in our own personal life, we want to desire to base our judgment 
off the judgment of the Lord. We want to base our decisions off the judgment of the Lord. We don't want to go into this year basing our decisions off of our flesh. For real. We want to crave the judgments of the Lord. It doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes. But what it means is when you begin to exalt the judgments of the Lord in your heart, now you begin to choose God's way a little bit more than you would choose your way. Real talk. It's, it's, it's what begins to help you walk out this Jesus life because it's about what you prize and what you put first in your heart. Whatever you prize and whatever you put first in your heart, that's the thing that you're going to step forward and go towards. Now, I want to say this, that this thing that I'm speaking about, well, first of all, let me say this. Jesus Christ did all the work for us on the cross. Jesus did all of the work. What does that mean, Jesus did all of the work? That means that there's nothing extra you have to do to make yourself holy. Okay, I'm st- I'm saying this because I'm I'm going somewhere with this. There is nothing extra you have to do to make yourself holy. All right, you are in Christ. This is what it is. You know, I actually saw a definition. Um, I actually want to read you all. Um, for the word atonement. We know that Jesus is our atonement. But in the Cambridge Dictionary, it says atonement is something that you do to show that you are sorry for something bad that you did. I'm going to say that again. Something that you do to show that you are sorry for something bad that you did. Well, let me tell you this. The Bible says Jesus is our atonement. In other words, Jesus was the something that was done to show that we were sorry for the something bad that we did. I'm going to say that again. Jesus was the something that was done to show that we were sorry for something bad that we did. The Bible says Jesus is our atonement. And so when you and I do something to show that we're sorry for something bad that we did. What we're basically saying, and I'm talking about with God, I'm not saying that we can't go and make things right with people. That's different. I'm talking about with God. When we feel like we've messed up with God and everything, okay, yeah, going to God and saying you're sorry, that's fine. But when we're doing these extra things of saying, God, I'm going to show you that I'm really sorry, and now we put ourselves through extra punishment or beat ourselves up more and all of this other stuff. Not only is that wrong, not only is that not this Christian walk, not only are we robbing ourselves of freedom and receiving the lie of the enemy, but it also shows that we are not applying the judgments of the Lord properly. No, we're not. Because the judgment of the Lord 
has already been exercised with Jesus dying on the cross. That judgment was put out. And now through that judgment, you and I get to reap the fruits of that verdict. The fruits of that verdict is that we are innocent, that we're made whole, that our sins are forgiven, that he throws our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. And as a result, there's another verdict that has been sealed with blood, which is love the Lord with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. These are the judgments that you and I live by. Forgiving one another. This is the judgment that we live by. When we're in situations now, are we quick to forgive? Or are we still holding grudges? See, the judgment of the Lord or the verdict of the Lord or the decision of the Lord. In other words, what would the Lord do in that decision? Are we forgiving people going into this year? Or are we doing that type of forgiveness, you know, like like what you hear some people talking about, like, yeah, I forgive you, but this person will never talk to you ever again in life. But I forgive them, though. You know what I'm saying? But the moment that person comes walking around, you like, man, get out of my face. Like, straight up. We want to think about these things going into the new year. Come on. We want to walk in the fear of the Lord. We want to demonstrate the reverence of the Lord, the honor of God. Do you know the Bible says that Jesus is the express image of God? In other words, if if God had to draw out the most perfect copy or duplicate of himself, he would say it's Jesus. So that means the exact way Jesus acted, things he said, It's the 100% model of who God is. If God was in human form walking around on this earth and his Holy Spirit has made it possible to where we can walk and demonstrate that life. So if you're feeling condemned this morning, I want to let you know that is not of God. It is the devil. It is a lying spirit, period. No, the Spirit of God does not condemn. The Spirit of God gives life. The Spirit of God convicts. That conviction leads to life. And I want to encourage us today that we would place value on the fear of the Lord. Remember, it's one of God's seven spirits that burn before the throne of God. If you wanted a list of God's seven spirits, just go to Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. It names all seven of them. The seven spirits of God are spoken about in Revelation chapter 4. In other words, these are seven spirits that are burning right there before the throne. It says in Revelation chapter 4, either verse 5 or verse 6, that these things are actual uh, of spirits of fire that are burning before the throne of God. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge. Think about it. These are things that we crave, that we revere, 
fear of the Lord is one of them. And so we value counsel. We value wisdom. We value might. We're always seeking counsel. But God is saying, here's something that I need you to value more than the finest treasure. The fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord. And my judgments, my verdicts. So now this is something really good to even ask yourself or even ask the Lord. God, could you teach me more about the fear of the Lord? Could you teach me more about what this is? Because this is something that you're telling me that I should value more, like like more than the most valuable thing. What is it about this thing that I should value it more than anything? Why go through life, living life as a believer and not at least attempting to understand something that God says we're supposed to place the most value on? What is this thing that is the most valuable? The fear of the Lord and the judgments of the Lord. And again, the judgments of the Lord doesn't just mean like the ten plagues in Egypt, okay? It's decisions, verdicts, the judgments of the Lord. Are we exercising the judgment of the Lord? What judgment are we exercising? Hallelujah. What 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 judgment are we preaching? Do we encourage others to demonstrate the judgments of the Lord? Or do we encourage others to be carnal? Come on. Let me tell you all, hell is a real place. Hell is a real place. Hell is not is not this thing where where people are saying, you know, well, we're in hell right now. No, we're not in hell right now. You, if you can go right now to the store and go buy you a sandwich and some sweets, you're not in hell right now. <laughs> On the real. If you sit in there poor and you homeless, somebody still might come by and give you something nice. You're not in hell. Hell is eternal damnation. Hell is complete separation from the Lord, never having a chance to connect with him. Hell is continual burning by fire. Continual torment, demons constantly doing all types of sick things to you forever. That's hell. Now, hell was never created for human beings. It was created for Satan and the fallen angels. But Satan is trying to deceive many into going to that place. And there are people that are going there every single day. People that are dying, like, man, it's crazy out here. So you and I as believers, we want to be on our square. For real. Valuing the fear of the Lord and the judgments of the Lord not only will affect our lives, 
but it will help affect the life of somebody else. There are people that we know or that we're connected to or that God will lead us to. If they were to die today, they're going to hell. It's, it's, it's reality. My heart grieves when I see some of these young brothers. And I know, and I just be like, look, man, I just pray, God, that after they got shot and they were sitting there in that blood fading away, I, I pray they said something before they died, something. God, please, Lord, I believe that you died for my sins and rose again. I received the gift of salvation. Something. I be, I'm telling y'all, if y'all know how bad I be, I be desiring that. Because I'll be like, man, if they didn't do that, you know, if they did it, if they didn't do that, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not into putting people in hell because I don't know who, who made that confession before they died. Because you have up until your last dying breath. But I do know reality is there are probably some people that aren't doing that. That's just being real. I don't want to see anybody going to hell. There's no coming back from that. I want to see everybody going to heaven. Because not only is that eternal paradise, but, hey, then I could see you too. Because I ain't going to hell. (laughs) Hell is not on the bucket list, okay? Straight up. I don't even even want to have a... I don't even want to have one of them divine, you know, revelations of, you know, the Lord took me to hell for a couple of weeks. I don't, I don't want that. Okay. I'm, I'm good. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you know what I'm Straight up. But again, we want to desire to fear the Lord. We want to exalt that and we want to put that up on high. And so um, I'm going to, uh, stop because I know that someone wants to make an announcement. Um, but I do want to say, um, I want to say this one last thing, and it's just a, a corporate confession of just open our mouths to tell the Lord that we want more of the fear of the Lord. Now, if you don't want to say this, you don't have to say it. There, there, it's, it's a free world. Look, if you don't say it, it don't mean that you're not saved. This didn't say in order to be saved, you have to do this thing. No, in order to be saved, you just have to believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. Come on. Rose again is alive right now. That's different. But I'm just saying that if you want to go deeper in God, you know what I'm saying? If you want to go beyond just, just, you know, just surface Christianity. You want to grow, all right? We want to value the fear of the Lord. And when you think about it, this is actually something that's foundational because he says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if we talk about getting wisdom, this is just a principal thing right here, the fear of the Lord. So actually, this actually is connected to just basic Christianity. Basic. So if you do, just repeat this after me. Say, Holy Spirit, 
Teach me the fear of the Lord. Teach me the judgments of the Lord. Will you bless me with a desire and with a craving for the fear of the Lord and for the judgments of the Lord? Intensify this craving. Intensify this hunger. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I I would like uh, if the sister could go ahead and make her announcement, and then she's going to pass it back to me uh, right after she makes her announcement. Good morning, great morning, God morning, family. Um, just wanted to ask um, Pastor Dion if she would not listen right now. If she would excuse herself off the line. That would be wonderful. But um, in the spirit of more and abundance, we wanted to make a special request to be a blessing to our our founder, our pastor. The, we call her the radical one. Um, family, we're planning to make a birthday blessing to our founder, uh, Dion Jackson, when her birthday, you know, her birthday's right around the corner on January 14th. We'd like to invite you to participate in giving a monetary token of your gratitude to bless her on a special day. And any amount is going to be a blessing. Um, you can do um, so by giving to any one of the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, giving platforms. So we have at Dion Jackson at, on PayPal. And we have her at the Radical Midwife on Venmo, and we on Cash App we have, um, you know, the dollar sign, the Radical Midwife on Cash App, and we're making this announcement early. You know, almost you know we started a while ago. We're making the request early because we realize that the holidays are here, and we want to give everyone enough time to prepare to get your. Um, Affairs and honor. We want to go big and we want to bless her socks off by being a blessing, for being the blessing that she is, you know, all that she's demonstrated and shown to us. We hope that you can join in and there'll be a virtual card. So be sure that you put your full name in the memo section when you're um, in the particular apps. We want to give honor to where honor is due. We know that's not her style. She would prefer us not to say anything, you know, about these kinds of things. She typically asks for nothing from us for herself, but always asks for others. So um, we want to be a blessing and be uh, a plant a seed um, and be a blessing to her for uh, like a jubilee, her birthday coming up in January, on January 14th. Amen. So thank you so much. And I'll pass the call back to Dr. Phil. Thank you so much, family. Love you much. Amen. Amen. Yes. I'm, I'm definitely will be contributed as well. We gotta make sure we sow to the woman of God for real. Make sure we sow. You know what I'm saying? We hook hook her up, all right? Because she's you know made that sacrifice to sit here and give us an outlet on this thing that we've been on this line um, that we've been blessed by for real. So it's it's only it's only right um, that we right. give. Hallelujah. Yeah, she's the whole reason that we're all here. You know, her obedience, we, we say that we wanted to honor her yes, her yes to God, her sacrifice for living her life out loud, for showing us her continual faith, 
I mean, she's lived her life out loud and been an awesome example and model to us all. So we want to just be grateful and show the blessing uh, so into her life. So thank you so much. Love you. Father, we just thank you and we bless you. We just honor you. Lord God, we thank you for the fear of the Lord. Father, we don't profess to know what the fear of the Lord is. We don't profess to know fully what your judgments are. But Lord, we say that increase our understanding. Lord God, expand our understanding. We want to grow. We want to grow deeper in these particular things, Father. And so, Lord, we pray that, Father, you would make us more aware in these areas, Father. Lord, that you would give us more of a, of a passion and more of a hunger for the deep things of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I want to open up this line right now. Um, Open up this line for any comments, any questions. Um, yo, like, you know, questions, comments. Uh, yo, let's get it. For real. Good morning, Dr. Phil. What up, what up, what up? Man, you know, we have a reverence for the Lord. Man, fear of the Lord, man. You you hit me, man, with that fire and brimstone at the end. <laughs> I don't want to go to hell. Man, hey, thank you for your declaration, Brother Phil. You know, uh, for real, though, uh, seriously, man, I, I do not want to go to hell. And that's why I fear the Lord. You know, that's why I reverence the Lord. So my question is, is 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 when when I when God tells us to reverence the Lord, is that another form of a, a deep affectionate love for the Lord? Mm. That's a great question. That's a great question. That's a great question. So, um, um, not only is it a level of of great affection for the Lord. And you hit that right on the head when you said it. But God wants us to be at a place where we have more of a we have more of a love for him than we have of a fear of damnation. Like you know what I'm saying? We want to yeah, have yeah. more of a love for him than than a fear of damnation. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, like that's the thing that we want to outweigh it. Like, God doesn't want us to walk around, um, you know, like, oh man, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just scared of God, this and that, to where it's like, uh, because now that limits the love relationship. So let me put it like this. Let me put it like this. In Exodus. Chapter, oh man, I forgot what this verse is. I want to say it's uh, chapter 20, verse 20. Uh, this is a very interesting verse. Let me go to this verse. I think it's Exodus 20, 20. Yeah, 
It is. And it says, and Moses said unto the people, fear not. Now think about this. He's telling the people, don't be scared. What was he telling them not to be scared about? Because they got scared when they saw the thunderings and the lightnings and all the smoke coming from the mountain, the mountain of the Lord. Okay, so they got scared all the way to where they were like, Moses, you go and you speak to God for us. They were spooked. So Moses told them, don't be afraid, right? But they're thinking, they listen to the next part he says. He says, for God has come to prove you and that his fear may be before your faces that you sin not. So think about this. Moses told them, don't be afraid. God just wants you to see his fear. And so what it shows is there are two kinds of fear. We have the fleshly fear where, man, I'm afraid to walk over there because something might happen. And then we have that fear of the Lord, which is that, that reverence of God, that treasuring God. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that you know, treating God of, of great price. You know, that reverence of the Lord is, is just exactly how you say you said it so eloquently. It's a deep love for him. It's a great love for him. Now, in that love, in that love, it's also an understanding, a greater understanding of who he is. And an understanding of who he is, it gives us more of a reverence but also of understanding at the same time, look, God's being and God's character. And sometimes we take for granted that we can have our lights cut off at any moment. And when I mean our lights cut off, that's, that's slang for, you know, we can die. Like our breath can be cut off at any moment. We actually take that for granted. You're not promised the next second, let alone tomorrow. We are literally at the mercy of this this great God. We're at his mercy. And we, myself included, are limited in our understanding of just how phenomenal and dynamic and how powerful this God is. And so there's actually a verse that says, come, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Okay? There's actually a verse that says that. And so you can actually ask the Lord, Lord, teach me the fear of the Lord. Teach me the reverence of the Lord. Yes, I have this understanding of reverencing you and, and loving on you more. But, Lord, teach this to me because whatever it is I understand, I know there's another level to my understanding. And this is where God wants to take us. Did that did that answer your question? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You helped me this morning, man. Oh my, my, my. I got so excited I forgot to say, uh, introduce myself. Good morning, declare victory. God bless you all this morning. Good morning, my brother. Hey, Minister Phil. Good morning, it's Didi, sir. What up, what up, what up? Hey, um, I know we usually say greetings and whatever, but Brother Jeff just went all into 
the, the <laughs> love life and victory part. But when you were talking about fearing God, and that made me think about Ecclesiastes 12, and it talks about um, fear mm. God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Yeah, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it is good or whether it is evil. And so when you were talking about that righteous judgment, I, I'm like, Jeff, I'll set up because you know, with the don't judge me, only God can judge me, and I, all of that, but it is righteous judgment. And so yeah. thank you for take, uh, talking about um, Megan Good and her, her you know, soon-to-be whatever, because <laughs> there's been so much talk about that, and we're so quick to have opinions. And like you go, that in our business. We're not in their marriage. I know I pray for this one over here daily because marriage mm-hmm. is hard. So we need to just pray for not just marriages, but relationships, period, and stay in our own lane and just focus on what we need to do. But like you said, fear the Lord. Fear the Lord and reference him. I learned that in one of my spiritual authority classes, the difference between the two. And you're right. I posted what you said. Hell is not on my bucket list because I ain't, I ain't going. I'm not going to hell. So I always love when you show up. I love you to life. And stop tagging me and stuff because I'll be up at 3 o'clock like a speaker laughing. <laughs> I love you so much, and thank you for firing up us up, as you always do. <laughs> oh, one more thing. You talked about how we celebrate those that have gone on. And so I woke up this morning, and I was like, why am I feeling weepy? But, I, you know, menopausal, too. And then I realized that today is the one-year anniversary that my pops, um, my mm-hmm. bonus dad, took his last breath. And so I was telling my mom the other day, we were laughing because how I – uh, like my dad and people going to, I like music because music uh, connect, connected me with a lot of my loved ones that's gone on. And so for Pops, as old as he was, he was sharp. He loved that song, uh, Suit and Tie. I'm going to put on my suit and tie. But this mm-hmm. this new song, and it's, it's uh, Silk Sonic, so it's Bruno, Bruno Mars and them. He liked that kind of music. And so I would just like to just not be sad and slide down a wall, but just have joy because his life mattered. And so I thank you for just saying I ain't pouring out nothing for the homie and none of that. I'm just remembering the times that I had with him on today. So I love you, Phil, to life. And I'm looking forward to seeing you again in person. Either I'm going to be in Chi-Town or you about to be in the Bay, just so we could just come together and laugh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Good morning, uh, brother. Good morning. This is Leomia. And I really appreciate it. I didn't get much of the message, but that, that I did hear, my God. And I'm telling everyone out there, if you don't know God, if you have no relationship with him, I don't mean know about him. I mean know him personally. And I can say that because I experienced it. I've been to hell. I mean, I literally went to hell. And in 2013, I died. I had stroke. I had a whole lot of things. But I'm not going into all of it. But I left this world. I died. And I died, Brother Phil, thinking that I knew Jesus. I thought that I knew him. I'm walking around here teaching Sunday school, teaching a missionary class, teaching the Word of God. 
And I found out when I got sick and I left this world, I found out that I didn't know God at all. I knew about him. I knew, oh, I knew about him, but I didn't know him. I didn't know him at all. You don't want to be in this place, people. You don't want to be in that place. Just to experience it and not, not, and and being blessed enough not to have to stay there, but to be able, God brought me back. He brought me back. He gave me another chance. And he told me, you go and you tell my people to not to come here, to learn of me, get to know me, repent. I'm telling you, I'm telling everyone this that can hear my voice this morning, forgive me for it cracking up. Please, please, if you never, ever hear my voice again, if you it's never okay. listen. It's okay. It's okay, Mother Leomi. You're, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, for real. But I, I just wanted to tell you, make sure you know him and not just about him. And I'm sorry I've taken so much. No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> there you go. That's no, I'm, there you go. Come on, because I'm sitting here like, wow. <laughs> he is a defeated liar. I am not sorry. I thank God for this opportunity. Come on. And I thank God for you, all of you that take it, that took the time out just to hear me. But don't just hear me. Hear me. Mm. Hear me. Don't listen to me. Listen to God. He loves you so much. He loves you beyond magic. Thank you for thank you for this time. And have a blessed day, everyone. Amen. Wow. Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, my God. Mm. See, see, let me, let me, ah, Jesus, thank you, Lord God. Never heard of Mother Leonie, that was just. Yeah. I beg your pardon. Mother Leon, that was some powerful stuff. And I just praise God for you. And I know I'm not like Dr. Phil. I ain't going to hell, never been in. Well, I probably was there before I got saved. But, yeah, that was powerful. That was powerful. Now you weren't you there. That. <laughs> you weren't there. You would, you would know if you was there. You Do you hear the conviction in that woman's voice? No, you would know if you was there, yes, okay? Exactly. I'm not, I, I just praise God for you this morning. You know, that's a, that's a powerful thing. And and that needs to be 
a microphone throughout the world. <laughs> God bless you. I love you so much. Thank you. I love you. God bless you. Yeah. Good morning, Jesus love. <laughs> hey, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is <laughs> Totally enjoyed your declaration. And, and I have to, you know, I remind myself as well as tell my children. I can, I, I know that I have them as a platform. So I always tell them, don't compromise who, you know, God is in your life. And don't serve him um, like he's just casual because he's not casual. Not at all. Just a work on Calvary itself is enough to make you stop, <laughs> drop, and roll. I mean, with with Thanksgiving, I'm saying, you know, that's a debt we can't even pay back. You know, we can't even uh, get pennies on restitution for that. We can just serve him with everything that we are. So thank God for your declaration. Um, you know, I, I totally appreciate everything you said. Thanks for the reminder because we need to know that um, – the reverence of him is real, not not just, oh, God, not just Lord, not in casual conversation, but we need to, you know, reverence him with all fear. So thank you for your declaration. And Merry Christmas. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Pastor Phil. Good morning. It's good to hear your sound. Man, you always give us good words. Um, this is Miss B. I am requesting for prayer. I'm having a breast biopsy this afternoon at 2 o'clock. And if everyone would just call out my name. But I know him. I do know him. Mother Lasagna, that was awesome. I know him. Thank you, brother. What's your name? Barbara. Father, we just they call me Miss B because there's two Barbers on the line. Okay, well, we thank you for Barbara, Miss B. We thank you for the anointing that is on her life, Father. Even as she has uh, reached out and just professed um, into this atmosphere that she's having a biopsy today, Father, we just pray right now, Lord God, that um, you would bless your daughter. And, Lord, even as she is going in, first I pray that you would give her a calm, um, that the peace of God that passes all understanding would guard her heart and guard her mind. But, Father, we pray that she would have a great report today. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for a great report. Lord God, we, we rebuke right now um, any any negative reports. Um, any accusations, any infirmities, um, in the name of Jesus. Father, we decree your healing, total healing and total restoration over your daughter. Father, we pray for a great outcome, for a great report um, with this biopsy that nothing will be able to even be found, you know, like for real. So, Lord, we just bless her, Lord, even as she is stepping in this atmosphere of faith right now. Um, we pray, Father, that that um, we we exercise your truth that says, by your stripes, your daughter Barbara is healed. We bless her, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Good 
Good morning, um, Pastor Phil. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Good declaration. This is Gwen. I haven't been on the line in a while. But hey, I, Gwen. Hey. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, that that message, at least the part that I caught, uh, really triggered the idea of having a family member who is totally fascinated with hell. And um, I don't know, this person has, <clears throat> this individual has said that she has been to hell and back, and but she, she fantasizes about it. And I, I pray uh, that those that are on the line who understand what I'm saying, that they would uh, lift her up. Um, it just... It just increases my um, desire and urgency to to witness to her more and try to you know get her to understand the reverential fear of the Lord. Um, but good message, and I I thank you for it. And that ostrich burger that's been been messing with me, you know. All right. So, let me ask you a question. You said ostrich. <laughs> For the record, y'all, I had a I had an ostrich burger. And I posted it on I posted it on on Jeez. Facebook Live, y'all, because I I didn't want to. I was trying to psych myself up to eat it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I'm, I really, really it was. It doesn't be much, okay. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yo, but I want to ask you something. When you said they fantasize about hell. What do you mean they fantasize? What is, like, what well, do you mean? Uh, it's my daughter, and uh, she you know, has some uh, psych issues, but um, she's always been like this even before issues came up, where she writes about Satan. She, I don't know, she's, she's really into that, you know, necromancing and uh, a number of witchcraft kind of things. So I, I, she's 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 fascinated with hell. When you mean fascinated, do you mean like in a good way, or like when I mean in a good way? But when I mean, I mean like she sees hell like it's a great place or something. Like yeah. Like hell is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, like I, I mean, she sometimes she talks about it like she was scared of it, but she enjoys. Um, you know, the familiar spirits, uh, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot to it. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. It's scary to me that, you know, she's the only daughter I did not raise her dad raised her. Um, and, uh, it's causing her to have a lot of psychiatric, um, problems. And then I, I, I contribute some of it to the psychotropic medications that they have her on, but, um, He's a concern. You mind saying her name? Elizabeth. Okay. So, Father, we just thank you for Elizabeth. Thank you that greater is he than he that overcomes the world. Hallelujah. I mean, greater is he that he that is in the world. Lord God, we thank you that you are great. You are worthy of all praise, glory, and honor. Lord, we pray for Elizabeth. Lord, even as her name has been brought before us today, Father, we pray that you would cause the light of your glorious gospel to shine in in Elizabeth's heart. Lord, we pray that as your light is released in her heart, Father, you are bringing her into all truth. Hallelujah. Yes. 
Father, we pray, Lord, that you would bring her into a place of truth, Father. Lord, we pray that you would sanctify her senses. We pray for a moment of clarity. Hallelujah. Father, we know it is not your desire for her to be deceived. And so, Father, we pray that you would bless her with a moment of clarity. Lord God, I pray that that cloud of deception, Father, that you would blow away that cloud with your truth. Father, you would give her a moment of clarity. Hallelujah. Lord, for you said you will cause the light of the glorious gospel to shine in our hearts. Father, we pray that the truth of who you are would shine. Father, we pray that she would know the truth. Father, you will reveal the truth to her. Father, we pray now, let every familiar spirit be bound in the name of Jesus. Lord God, every angel of light, that every angel that is appearing as an angel of light, Father, we bind it. In the name of Jesus, we lose the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let the spirit of the fear of the Lord, hallelujah, be released to her, Lord. We send your word to where she is now, and we decree total healing and total restoration in her life. In Jesus' name, in clarity, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much. Appreciate the prayer. Yes. Hallelujah. God bless you. God Good, bless morning. You Good morning. This is Sister Lisa. I want to thank Mother Leonia. Is that her, her name? Dion? Lady, no, Ooh. Lady Lee. I mean, Mother Leonia. Yeah. I want, about, I want to thank her for encouraging me to know more about the Lord and my learning, you know, the book of the Bible. I, I, you know, reading and writing and uh, praying, but I really don't have him in my heart. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I want the, his words to be written on my heart. I mean, I'm, it's a process. I understand that, but I just thank her for sharing that. Uh, it just opened my eyes. Like, yeah, I really need, like I say, I know him. I don't, I'm learning about him, but I want him to really have a relationship with him and I know it's a process so I'm just need more of his spirit. I need more of him. And so um yeah and I'm just gonna keep going and I thank declare the victory for this call because I have hope. Uh when I first started Stephanie invited me I didn't have no hope. I was losing hope even though I was in church. So I just thank her for encouraging me. I want to ask, I, I need to, I, I'm sorry to interject, um, but I, I need to, I don't want you to go a step further without addressing this one thing. Um, you said, you started off and you said how uh, you want him in your heart, but it's a process. Um, and then you talked about, about with knowing him, it's a process. And I want to encourage you with this truth. Um, I'm not coming to be confrontational, but I got to tell you the truth is that it's not a process. It's not at all. It's literally one simple action of believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, that he rose again, and that he is alive right now. And when it means dying on the cross for your sins, That means through his death, 
that you have been totally forgiven of every single thing that you did, that you're doing now, and that you will do in the future. You have been totally forgiven of that. And the Lord says that when you believe that, then you are saved. That's it. That's the process. And as a result, the Bible says the veil the veil has been removed. So there isn't a process anymore. Jesus removed Jesus became the process. And so believing in Jesus is now the process. Once you say that you believe that Jesus is Lord, yes, now, Lord. yeah. So, so as a matter of fact, we did, I'll, I'll just ask you this: Do you do you believe He died for your sins? Yes, I do. Do you believe that He rose again? Yes, I do. Do you believe that He's alive right now, today? Yes, I do. Do you believe He's forgiven you of every single sin that you've done? Oh, Lord Jesus. No, I don't. Okay, but well, that's the part. You need to, once you do that, the Bible says you're saved. And so now it's believing that. And think about how easy that is. It's not even a process. It's literally just believing it. Just believing that he's forgiving you of all your sins. And so that's where the, that's where the separation is coming in your heart because you don't believe that part. This is the thing that Jesus says guarantees us eternal life. So let me just say, let me just uh, share this with you, okay? Okay. All right. So you know the story of Adam and Eve, right? Yes. Well, you've heard the story, right? And long story story short. I'm reading. reading. (laughs) Okay. And so long story short, short, um, give us a quick synopsis. Through the actions of Adam and Eve, sin came into the world. Can we agree with that? Yes. Okay. So once sin came into the world, the Lord needed a sacrifice, something to sacrifice on behalf of mankind's sins. Because according to the word in Romans, Once sin came in, mankind became enemies to God. We were his enemies. Seriously, this is what it says in the Word. And so what will happen is there were different sacrifices that were developed, animal sacrifices. Um, There were some other kind of sacrifices as well, too, but all of these things done to try to purify us or cleanse us of our wrongdoing. But none of those things could suffice because sin came in through a person. And so since sin came in through a person, sin had to be wiped out through a person. So what God did was God said, I am going to send my son. My son is going to literally take his rights as God, set them to the side. He's going to come to the earth and be a complete 100% human being. 
for the purpose of being the sacrifice for you, me, and all of humanity. In other words, since animal sacrifices couldn't totally forgive us and cleanse us, we had to have a human representative to do it. And there was no human being that could walk the face of this earth that could be a representative for that. Why? Because it meant that you had to be totally pure. You had to be totally innocent. And you couldn't sin one time. There was no human being that could ever make that declaration except one. And that was Jesus. And so Jesus, in his innocence, in being totally pure, in being fully human, 100% human, he became the sacrifice for humanity. And so God needed that sacrifice, and Jesus was the sacrifice. So when Jesus died on the cross, he was literally being sacrificed. He was taking the place of those animal sacrifices because what they would do in the Old Testament uh, under the Old Covenant is when you committed a sin or you committed a wrongdoing, you had to go and sacrifice a particular animal. But the blood of that animal didn't last forever. It just lasted for that moment until you messed up again. And then you had to go and you had to kill another one and, and keep on. It was a process. Whereas with Jesus, his blood totally wiped everything away. Jesus doesn't have to keep going back to the cross. It happened one time. One time, everything was wiped away. All of your sins wiped away, forgiven, simply by the blood that he shed on the cross. He took a horrific beating for you. He took nails in his hands. He took nails in his feet. He took a spear in his side. He took a crown of thorns on his head. He took blows, beat upon, spit upon. He was mocked simply so you could have eternal life and 100% forgiveness of every one of your sins. And all you have to do, all you have to do to to go into this next level with him or have eternal life and just go to heaven is simply believe all of those things I said, including that last thing, that Jesus has totally forgiven you of every single sin that you've Thank done. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, Thank you. Can, you say, can you say, hold on, one, one, one second. Give me one second. So, so could you? So, can you make that confession right now that you believe that, that I Jesus believe Christ forgave Jesus you? Jesus Christ gave me all my sins. All my sins. Yes. All of them. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank yes. you, Jesus. That is the Thank good news. You. That's the good news. The good news is that you know what. You've been saved. Or you, the good news is you have a sacrifice. The good news is, you know what? You can now access God, and you don't have to go through all of this work to do it. That there's someone who already did it for you. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah, 
Yeah. Thank you. Thank and so you. and so now because of that, this is what I was talking about earlier when I talked about the atonement. The Bible says Jesus became our atonement. Jesus was the thing that was sacrificed for what you and I did, for our guiltiness. That he again, not just for what we've done in the past, but for what we'll do in the future. Jesus yeah. died for that. His blood covers all of that. This is why we reverence him. This is why we give him glory. This is why we are like, man, thank you. Because the Bible says we love him because he first loved us. When we wasn't thinking about it, Jesus, okay? When we wasn't even up there trying to do nothing, okay? He still loved us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? It is a beautiful thing. And so now since you have done that, the Bible says in (laughs) Hebrews chapter 5 that you can come boldly to the throne of grace. Come boldly. God literally, listen, imagine getting an invitation to a party. And they tell you on the invitation, on the flyer, come boldly. In other words, don't come to the door and wait for them to let you in the club. No, you come in here boldly, like you on the list, yes, okay? You look at them crazy if they sit here and try to check. No, 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 you come in here boldly, boldly. He tells us to come boldly before the throne because all the work has been done already. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So Thank now you. This, this this process and all of that stuff, no, 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 no. You know Jesus. You can now, simply by what you confess today, yes, Lord. you Thank now you. can go to him with boldness and confidence. The same way that the super apostle of 5,000 years, you know what I'm saying? Like, whoever you think about is, oh, man, they connected with God or whatever, whatever. You have that same access, the exact same access to him. Now, can you grow? Of course. We all can grow. You know what I'm saying? I can, I, I'm growing. We, we'll always grow. You know what I mean? We'll always grow. That's the beautiful thing. But it's like a it's like with a child, with a parent. Does that child grow? Yes. But yeah. does that parent wait for that child to grow before they love them? No. That child still has the exact same access with that parent. You have access. The parent doesn't sit there and say, Well, I'll give you access to me after you turn a certain age. No. No. So, you know, you can, you can grow in your walk and all of that stuff, and you mature and all of that. We all do because we're all fruit that's growing. But I'm telling you right now that you have 100% access to the Lord. It's not a process you have to go, to go through. You have it right now. It is yours simply because of what you just did. Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 is what you just did. You have complete access. 
from this day forward. Anything else that you claim it, it's not the truth. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Thank you. Hallelujah. So now what you what I would I would suggest for you to do is again, you want to understand, you want to learn about yes, who is yes. this person that you're in relationship with. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Who is this yes. person that just hooked me up? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, yo, I mean, this is the best way I can say it. <laughs> this is the best way I can say it, what yes. I'm about to say. It'll be like, are you married? Are you, are you no, married? No, 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 I'm not married. Okay. No. But it would just be like this. It'd be like some guy walking up to you, telling you he's interested in you. And then when you find out he's interested in you, you also find out that this dude didn't paid all your bills, then got you a house and got you a car. This dude then pay said, yo, you want to go to school? If you don't want to go to school, and he done left about a million dollars in your bank account. And then told you, it's no strings attached. I'm not about to, to sweat you or nothing. If you want to come and know me, here I am, and here's my number. But I just want you to know that all this stuff is done for you already. If you never say anything else to me again, I'm just letting you know all this stuff is done for you. And if you want to come and know me more, here's my number. Now, you think you're probably going to be like, man, I want to know more about who this person is. Who who is this? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I want to kind of know a little bit more about this person. You know, and that's the thing going on with Jesus. Now it's like, you know, you want to know more about who this is, who this person is, who has done all this great stuff for you. And that's where it comes in with reading the word now to find out who he is. I would encourage you to go and read the Gospels. Go and look at at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm -hmm. Find out who Jesus is. And when you do that, now it opens up your understanding of how to read the word. Because, see, you want to see the word. You want to find Jesus in the entire word. We should be able to see Jesus in every book of the Bible because the whole Bible is only speaking about one person. It all is testifying of Jesus. When, when, when God told Eve in the garden that the woman was going to crush the head of the serpent, he was, talk, he was talking about Jesus. When he said her seed was going to crush the head of the serpent, he was talking about Jesus. You know, Jesus is mentioned in Genesis chapter 1 when God said, let there be light, and there was light. Because John Mm -hmm. chapter 1 tells us that it was by the word of God that everything was made. So when God was speaking his word, he was speaking Jesus. Jesus is throughout the entire Bible. So grow in your knowledge of who he is. Grow in that intimacy and in that relationship. And just know today that you are totally forgiven, that you are saved, that you have 100% access to the throne of God simply because Jesus is your Lord. Amen? 
Amen. Thank you so much. Father, I bless this woman. We bless this woman of God. Lord God, we thank you for who she is. Lord, we thank you that the angels are rejoicing in heaven. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray that you would open the eyes of our understanding. Father, we pray that you would increase uh, her intimacy with you. We pray, Father, that you would teach her. You personally would teach her. You personally would show her things, God. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray that you would strengthen that bond and that connection. We pray that she would enjoy the liberty that it come, that comes with salvation. Lord, I rebuke every single religious spirit. I rebuke any spirit of legalism, anything, Lord God, any spirit of condemnation that would try to come and tell her that she is not saved or, or what Jesus did is not enough. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Anything, Lord God, trying to rob her of her freedom, of her liberty, of her joy. Lord, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Father, we decree that she will experience freedom and joy in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody else? Hey, Minister Watson. It's Christina Joy. Hey, Christina. Hey, thank you so much for your pour this morning um, and for breaking down the word more in Hebrew text what it meant um <clears throat> so just want to thank you for that and i um just really quickly i think your name was gwen she was speaking earlier about her daughter um and i just wanted to remind her to um, continue fasting and praying for her and to do a um a spiritual ancestral timeline to see why those familiar spirits have decided to latch on to her so she can break through Wait, what happened? There's a girl who, a woman who spoke earlier about her daughter. And she was talking oh. about familiar spirits. Oh, gotcha. She, gotcha, mentioned, gotcha. she, she had mentioned the phrase familiar spirits. So gotcha. just reminded her to continue to fast um, and to um, continue to ask God for the revelation of why they have latched on or tried to latch on, what ancestral tie is there so she can break any and all um, covenants with the blood of Jesus. That's all. But thank you again, sir. I appreciate your your, your share this morning. You're welcome. Thank you. That's all. Love you guys. Amen. Thank you. Hey, good morning. Hey, Dr. Phil. How you doing? This is Moxie. I just had to come on just to at least say thank you for that pop. It was just such a good a good declaration. Just had had me thinking a lot. And the most thing I keep on thinking about is when you had said um, about the fear of the Lord and the judgments of the Lord, how we should um, um, be more about the love, you know, his love, loving him, 
that's your outweigh. And I, I just, I was just so grateful how you um, also said that because you're right. As soon as you were talking about the fear of the Lord and judgment, immediately I felt my spirit get a little like, oh no, because that's something that um, even when I have read, you know, I always pictured something bad or, you know, um, pictured mm-hmm. it in that way. So I'm just glad that how you brought it and pretty much gave me, you know, something to go back and, and revisit to um, get a better understanding. So I just want to say thank you. You know, fear is powerful. Fear, when I think about it a lot, how it, since I was a little girl, you know, how it came into my, um, um, you know, my mind and it to me to scare me and to to tear me away from a lot of understanding, a lot of um, believing in myself, a lot of, uh, you know what I'm saying, like doing because of being afraid or or of that mindset. So, you know, even when it came to God, you know, fear of going to him with things, fear, you know, because you did not believing, or like you were saying, understanding that I'm already forgiven. You know, I'm so grateful of the understanding and, and, and knowing that on stage, you know, because the fear is, 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 is subsiding. It's not the same, you know what I mean? It's, it's not because even when you had, like I said, you mentioned about the love, and I know I love him, and I know he loves me even more. So, you know, it was just like, you know, just focus on that. You know, before, my mindset would be more focused on the negative, you know, the negative, the negative. But I love that he, his word, like you say, he's alive. His word is alive, and, and I can um, hear hear the word of the positive, the love, the the. He's here with me. He have not left me. I could do all things through him. You know, those things, you know, to take my, you know, my mind captive of, of those from that negative, that negative, you know, so that that fear tried to come and, and rob me from um, believing and from, you know, doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hey, Minister Phil, this is um, Lisa. Um, just wanted to share, kind of tying in what you shared today with what Dion shared on yesterday, um, coming out of the book of Job um, 42. And it's amazing how Job was talking about, I know you can do all things. I know your plans, um, and there's nothing that can stop your plan that you have for me. And basically, Job was confessing that he asked him stuff um, because, he was questioning, if you will, uh, what was going on with him. And, and God was like, who are you to question me? And Job said he basically spoke out of ignorance. So he repented, right? And I mentioned yesterday how all the time we talk about, you know, the, that they didn't get healed, Job didn't get, Job didn't get restored until he prayed for his friends. But his friends had to go and repent. And the thing that I, I tie into today as well is that God had to tell his friends, uh, Eliphaz and Bildad and so far he talked to Eliphaz but he told him basically I'm angry with you because you didn't represent me well you spoke of stuff you don't know nothing about 
And it made me think about how we put fear into people because we say stuff about God that's nothing like his nature, nothing like his character, nothing like who he really is. And we tell people stuff going on, their li- going on in their lives because of this, this, and that, and that. And sometimes we just don't know because we can't judge a matter correctly because we don't have all the information. How can we? Only God does, really, except you give us a word of wisdom or knowledge or something like that. And so it just makes me think about how are we representing God to other people? Do we make them fearful? Like Moxie said, you grew up thinking, you know, this fear was the reverence of fear. Most of us did because of what we had been taught, how God was representing. Yes, he is a God of wrath. He is a God of love. He doesn't kick us out of his family because we mess up. But when we get, when we misrepresent him, we, we create this fear that is not a reverence, it's not a love, it's not a desire to want more of him. It tends to push people away, and then they feel like when they mess up, there's no hope. So thank you for just breaking that down. It just made me think about yesterday and um, how God is just so awesome and amazing. He ties things together, and he does really give us an opportunity. And thank you for going through that salvation plan and prayer. That's part of our Sunday school <laughs> Amen. With foundation, when people first just say, that was an excellent job. Thank you, sir. Amen. And also remembering to um, people of God, the flip side, um, which is as loving um, and awesome as this gospel is, there are people that will still reject it. And so... You know, no matter how nice we can put it and everything, because we have an adversary, a roaring lion. And, you know, you know, I mean, think about it. Jesus himself walked the face of the earth and was rejected. And if anybody could share the good news the best he could, you know what I'm saying? There was nobody who could share better than him. And they looked at him and mocked him and criticized him. So, we have to understand that that's part of the territory too, but just believe in God that even when that person is rejecting you, just just in faith saying, God, I just pray that I planted a seed, you know, because the Bible says one plants another waters. God, you can give the increase. Dr. Yeah. Phil, is it too late to ask real a quick, question? Pam, I'm sorry. Real oh, quick, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, just given in that, um, I'm looking at even that no man can even come except spirit first draw him, right? So even in that, we're still committed to witness and be a witness, but it's the spirit of God that does the work on the inside of man. And I think yeah. the thing is, if we just stop putting so much on it and misrepresenting and just tell the truth or speak the word or <laughs> lay it out right, the way it is, we don't understand everything. And then let Holy Spirit do the work because he knows who's coming in. Thank you. Sorry. Okay, Pam, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, yeah, you guys, I'm getting my tire fixed and everything. This has been such a rich conversation. I had a question from um, earlier on um, when Mother Leomia, just God bless you, Mother Leomia, when you spoke. Um, I just, um, you know, the, what I hear in your sound is so um, strong. I can see why the enemy didn't want you to speak earlier in the year. Um, but uh, Dr. Phil, I do have a question that I'm trying to understand. Um, sometimes I get myself in trouble when I go in real deep instead of just knowing that God, you know, I, I just having that relationship with God and um, my, my relationship with um, knowing that Jesus died for my sins and all that other, so many other things. But the question I have is, um, 
why do you believe Mother Leomia found herself in hell if she, and Mother Leomia, if you're on the call, maybe you can chime in, because you were talking to Lisa, sister, um, not the Lisa that just spoke, but the other Lisa that you broke down really well about her not needing to have a process that, you know, as long as she um, accepts and believes that Jesus Christ died for her sin, that she's saved. Why do you think Mother Leomia found herself in hell? Because I believe Mother Leomia believed the same thing. And I'm sorry um, if this doesn't make any sense because I've been, no, I've been it, kind it of does. in it and sounds, out of call. It does, but it's, it sounds kind of like um, two things are being said. Um, and so, you know, I, Father, I just pray that you'll give us wisdom on how to address them now in Jesus' name. So... Um, I think one one thing you're asking is, uh, basically like how did, you know, why did God do that with her? But then there's another thing that was brought in, which was, um, that you believe mother Leomia believes the same thing. And so I would say this, I would say that when God, there are different things that, are, and I'm going to use the Bible for this, for the first part. Um, for instance, Paul had a revelation where he went to the third heaven. Now, why did God take Paul to the third heaven? Why did God take John to heaven? Why? Why, why them? Why not to other people? You know what I'm saying? Why not... You know, I don't know. You know, God picks different people and opens their eyes to different things. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why God and his infinite things does does the different things um, that he does. Yeah, there's a lady named Mary Kay Baxter who wrote a powerful book, and you can even listen to her talk about it on YouTube. Her name is Mary Kay Baxter. She came out with uh, this book called A Divine Revelation of Hell, where God took her to hell for like a year. And, like, you can hear her in her voice when she is talking. Like, there's this guy I saw. Um, his name is Bill Weiss, uh, W-E-I-S-E. It's called 23 Minutes in Hell. I'm talking about you don't hear a pin drop in that joint. You don't, you don't hear nobody cough, nothing. 23 minutes. This man... And his wife is right there with him because his wife was the one um, when he woke up, like, in terror, you know, who who was right there. She could co- can confirm it. And um, you could just hear it. So who knows? Who knows? Who, you know, that's the first part. Now, the second part is, um, does, you had said, does Mother Leomia believe that? I think that's more so a question for her than than me right are you still on the line mother leomia okay hello okay i guess not what uh now this is gloria phil and i'm mother leomia's daughter Hi, Gloria. I can unequivocally, hello. I can unequivocally say 
Yes, my mother does believe that. My mother knows that with everything that's in her entire being. And I don't question that at all. I kind of, yeah. And I was there when she came out of it. And I know how, I know the fire of the conviction of of what she, she said she saw and how she's witnessed about it since then. So to God be all the glory. Amen. Glory, glory. And Dr. Phil, I do like that you are just, I love conversations because it's like, so when you said it, it made such sense in my walk with the Lord is that we can't explain everything he's doing and why he sends us one place, why he sent her there. Yeah. So it's just, um, thank you for uh, the dialogue. Yeah. It's just been a rich, rich conversation this morning. Yeah. And you know thank what? You. you know, the Bible says we judge people by their, uh, I'm sorry, did somebody say something? No, go ahead, Aziti. I'll wait for you. I just wanted to say something on the, um, what the panel was saying. You know, the Bible says, uh, well, you know how we know the tree by its fruit and everything. So I, I, I watch documentaries about this stuff a lot, about going to hell and going to heaven. I do. I have a fascination with, like, the supernatural, this and that. Now, again, I ain't trying to visit hell. I would love to visit heaven, you know what I'm saying, before I leave. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, but in saying that, what stood out to me the most, the fruit of it was how much she talked about how much God loves us. And and so she could have sat there and been like, you know what, man, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. No. Her final statement was, look, you all, you know, connect with Jesus. Why? Because she was like, God loves you so much. If you just only knew the depth of the love that he has for us and that's usually the way every single person like even the people that go to hell and you'll hear their stories and then they talk about like how terrible it is and then the lord they will have an encounter with the lord and the lord would grab them and pull them out and they would see the love in his face or the love in his eyes or feel the love and i thought it was very powerful that that was her conclusion her conclusion was god loves you so much, like for real, please receive the love of God. So I want to throw that out. Yes, I just want to add on to it. Thank you for saying that. Again, I was in the tire shop. They were like working on my tire and I'm out there in the rain. But when she said that, I I was engulfed with God's love. Like just, you know, instead of getting into the details, like I was just standing there outside, just looking at his majesty, just He's just amazing. So I got that too from her. It was just such a blessed what what Mother Leomia shared and her conviction was just beautiful. Go ahead, go ahead, Didi. Somebody's phone dropping you. So when I flatlined in '95 and when Mother Leomia shared her, uh, and it, it's so funny when you say that. I did. I flatlined. I know. I know. We could be we'd be so silly, but seriously. Um, a lot of the victors know my story in 95. They coded me as well after I had my, my baby girl. And so I didn't make it all the way to hell, but that in-between is like a waiting place. And as I'm closing my eyes, I could see it because I saw the Grim Reaper, like, beckon me to come. But there was this uh, light in between, and I was feeling the pull because I'm a mother of three. I just had a baby. And so what what I got out of the whole um, journey to this part, the spiritual warfare part of it, 
because it made me take classes. I've only taken three out of the four spiritual warfare classes no, in my Dee-Dee, church. Dee Dee, Dee Dee, Dee Dee, time out, time out, time out. <laughs> you just can't fast forward. Hold on, bro. hold on. What, bro? <laughs> hold on. The grill, go back to the grill reaper. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, in that waiting place, I saw, and it's the same thing with when I had my when I, my son passed away, and my when I had my night terror, it's the same thing. Um, that would would haunt me at night and would hold my baby and try to make me think. It was really trying to make me lose my mind. So what I'm saying is going through the spiritual warfare classes and also therapy and also really getting a relationship with the Lord to heal that that fear and all of the trauma, it's the when your portals are open, that's why. A lot of people can't get past any of the demonic things because we're not really releasing ourselves to God. I hope that makes sense. So for me, and I know I laugh and joke a lot, but the spiritual warfare is real, and so I get it. When you're on the other side of that line, you ch- it changes you. It really does. And so I'm people like I'm quirky. I'm this. I'm that. I understand, but I know what I went through. And so everybody's experience is different. And so, and y'all see, my mom, she has no hair because when I flatlined, she literally her the um, shock of all that made her body react that way. Have you, you know what I'm saying? Her nerves got so bad that her hair started falling out over the years. I'm 54 now. I was 27 when this happened. You see what I'm saying? But I remember in that place when the they were coding, and I remember coming out of it, and I just remember feeling like I've been somewhere, and it wasn't a fear, but it was like you ain't ready on either side. To be honest, I'm being real. Get yourselves right. Get you because a lot of times we play, and like when you were um, witnessing to Lisa. And you were, you know, um, Romans 10 and 9, we do a lot of lip service, but we really got to come from our heart because we can quote scriptures and we can say what sounds good, but we got to really believe it, if that makes sense. And, like, not just know of him, but really know him. So when the things come at us, because it's going to come, the enemy not going to stop, we can really know how to warfare. For real, and that we're not losing our minds. Because, you know, it, it, this is real. Warfare is real. So I know I didn't mean to jump in and make you think I'm crazier than you already think I am, but real talk, in 95, I was on that side, so I so understand what my other mother was talking about. Uh, can I say something to Dee right quick? Yes, Mom. Um, thank you for that, because up until now, I didn't understand what, at first I did go to the, I guess it's the first heaven, I was taken from there into hell, and I didn't understand. I thought that I knew God, but I didn't have that relationship. I guess that's what you would call it. I um, and I thank you for saying what you said because that's exactly what where I was. I believe, I knew the Bible. But I didn't know the Bible, if that makes sense. <laughs> you can see. Okay, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dr. Phil. Well, look here. We we can be on this here line all morning. <laughs> wow. Y'all, y'all getting kind of deep over, you know. Uh, Man, I, please, I, just, I, I didn't want to stop. Know. I'm like, I, Brother Leomia, if you could, like, I, I want to hear more of the story. 
Yes, yes. You, you know, as as she was sharing, right? And I'm like, okay. Now she she has had a personal uh out of body experience, right? And 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 she's sharing her testimony with us, right? And 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 letting us know, look, get your own personal relationship with God, a real one. You feel me? Because she said, look, I'm teaching Sunday school. I'm teaching other folks in the church, right? And I thought that I knew God until God allowed her to have that personal out-of-body experience, right? And it's like, you don't want to come down here to hell. Let me give you a little glimpse, right? And so when, when she, as she was sharing, I thought about that verse in the Bible where, where the rich man, right, uh, wanted, wanted Lazarus to dip his finger and, 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 and cool his tongue, right? And he said, well, well can, can, we, can I just send somebody back to tell my family? My, my 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 brothers, my sisters, my my kids, and, and and Jesus said, "No, no, we ain't sending nobody back. Ted, tell them nothing. And you, and you you can't. It's a gorge. You can't go over the Abraham's bosom. Wait, wait, you know." And I like, oh my God! So that was this is Mother Leoma. It, it, her testimony is the first time I ever heard somebody share that. Because see, the the rich man that was uh, he was in hell and he opened his eyes, huh? Looked up and saw uh, 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 that that poor man. That was begging, uh, and, and, and and Lazarus. I, I may be getting it mixed up, right? And, but I rem, I know that verse is in the Bible. But the rich man, like, oh man, I need. To, I want to go back and have somebody go back and tell my family. And I like, oh my God, I I know I want to have a personal relationship with God. I want to know Christ. So that the reverence and the love that I have for him will will cause me not to want to sin. So could could you are, are you 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 know what scripture I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Could could you could you go uh, uh, give me a little little clarity on that? Well, I mean clarity as far as what like I mean that's what the script I mean. The, the rich man um, was in hell, and uh, he had asked for some water from the guy who used to beg on his porch. And that guy was in a place called Abraham's bosom. And um, uh, he asked for some water, and then he had told him, uh, he had basically told uh, the Lord, could you go back and let the people know? Um, uh, like let his relatives and his people know to where um, so they won't come here. And right. the Lord was saying that that um, to paraphrase it, it was something to the extent of 
they won't even believe if if uh if they don't believe matter of fact let me say this right but this is a real powerful statement um that he made something that i've actually thought about before this personally um Let's say this. Let me see. I'm looking up the the scripture. Um, oh, in Luke 16. Um, yeah, he said in verse 31. Matter of fact, let me read it. He says, Abraham replied. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. And then a rich man that was in hell said, no, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. And I was really imagining that one day. I was like, God is basically saying that if I don't believe in Jesus, and my friend, who I hung with all the time, died. I went to his funeral, and he comes back to life and says, yo, man, I'm telling you, man, this whole thing with God is real. Hell is real. I was there, this and that. He said I still wouldn't believe him. And I remember I was thinking about that before, and I was like, dang, like, we wouldn't believe them, but then it made sense. What made it made sense was this. The Bible says Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. See, if somebody went and died and came back to life and shared it and then we believe them, then that means we believe their work over what Jesus did. So long story short is we preach Jesus. Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. Jesus went to hell and took the keys of hell and death. And what we preach, Jesus, if someone is not, and and within Jesus is life and life more abundantly. If they don't believe the words that are coming out of our mouths about the faithful witness who went to hell himself and took the actual keys of hell and death away, they're like they're not going to believe anybody else. Now, can the Lord use testimonies of people that have went there? I'm not talking about people who died. Remember, this is talking about somebody who died and um, went there and then came back. Now, can the Lord use our testimonies? Like, can he use Didi's testimony and Mother Leomia's testimony? Without question. But think about their testimony. Their testimony doesn't point people to them and their experience. Their testimony points people to Jesus. And say, like, it points them back to him. And so um, I just wanted to just throw that thing out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Give me some clarity, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm feeling you, man, because that, that was a powerful testimony. You know what I'm saying? That out-of-body experience that she had. God gave her a glimpse of hell, and she was able to share with us, look, get your personal relationship with Christ. Because you don't want to go to hell. I know I don't. I like, ooh, we. 
thank you, man. I, I, I got a better understanding of that verse and that scripture, you know what I'm saying, of the rich man being down there and open his eyes up in hell and, and seeing the beggar in Lazarus bosom. Oh, thank you, Father. Glory to your name. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Deeper reverence, love for, for God that, that inspires me to, to live holy and not to want to sin, even though that I've already been forgiven. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Hello? Good morning. Um, I just wanted to add. I just wanted to add. Isn't the fear of the Lord also um, the reverential fear of Him? Not like I mean, we do want to tremble, but we want to tremble. Reverential is like to honor and to respect. And when you honor, respect, and awe Him, you that also comes from a place of love. Like you said, focus on the love of God. When did you come? When did you come on this call? Can I put you on blast right now? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Me, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I made I made the announcement. Didn't you say it? Okay, love you. <laughs> I'm just playing. Don't take it. I'm just playing. But no, I broke that down. Hello. Okay, good. I was just wondering because <laughs> I, I was hearing something else. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh definitely. I that's why I, I read that verse from Exodus 20, verse 20, and showed how there are two fears. You can have a carnal fear, um, which Israel had. That carnal fear makes you not want to talk to God. You know, that's a fear. It's like, oh, my gosh, I can't talk to God. I'm scared to talk to him and this and that. That's what Israel had. And then there's another fear, which is the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord actually makes you want to draw near to God. It's, uh, as you said, it's reverential. It's giving him reverence. It's giving him honor. Um, it's showing deep love, deep appreciation to the Lord. But not, o- excuse me, not only loving on the Lord, loving on his ways, loving on his commandments, but not only loving on his ways and his commandments and his judgments or his verdicts and decisions, you know, the things of him but also in understanding his nature and who he is, it puts you in a place of awe. When you, you know, when, when we think about different things of his character. So it puts us in a place of awe knowing that he's all seeing, that his eyes are literally in every place. So even right now, he's on this conversation. It also puts us in awe when we, when we have a uh, more of an understanding of believing just the fact that he's all powerful, that all power and authority belongs to him to where this God is so great and so fantastic. He can literally right at this moment, stop the earth from spinning straight up. He can yes. remove gravity. He can just wipe out oxygen right now and we can just fall out. Like we're literally at his mercy. Literally, you know what I'm saying? 
And so that also brings about a certain reverence, but also a reverence in its proper context. Of there is a certain type of of uh, of a fear, but like more so from a respect kind of place. Like, man, look, I ain't messing with him. You know right. what I'm saying? Not to be played, man. He ain't to be played with. Okay, he is not, like we understand that. Like, yes, he has mercy at all, but we understand like. You know, you don't want to get in no fight with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because you, you could just forget it. You know what I mean? I think that's why it's important, too, even to find out sometimes when we're in situations, is it the devil or is it God? Because if it's God, then, first of all, you know, it's a losing fight in the door. It's not even like you're going to win point zero 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 one percent of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So then it's more like, okay, God, what to do? What is your plan? And even anything in life, just what is your plan? Because your way is undefeated. So I hope that made sense to you. Absolutely. I was just making sure because I was hearing somebody was having a different kind of fear. Thank you. All right. Look, okay, I, we at the end of the call. Look, man, this is this y'all fault. Look, cause see, I'm up here. I I want Mother Leomia and and Dia and Didi to tell me they whole. I want to hear the whole story. I told y'all I'm into that type of stuff. They to open up a can of worms. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, look, if y'all we could pray everybody out and this and that. And I'm like, look, <laughs> Mother Leomia, if you want to share your story. I would I listen. I want to hear your story so bad. I want to hear the fullness of that. DD, you too. I cause I told you I'm into that type of stuff. So, you know what I'm saying. If if y'all could, if y'all can't, that's all good. I got okay. But, uh, but, I, but I want to do this. I want to okay. do this, Mother Le- uh, Mother Leomia. I promise, I am not trying to cut you off. I, I I respect my elder seriously. I just I'm only saying this. I just wanted to. Uh, pray everybody out so if okay. anybody had to go or whatever they could go ahead now me i'm gonna stay on because i want to hear so father i just bless everybody that is on this call everyone that is on this call lord what a powerful declaration where it says declare victory father we decree that victory has been declared again just like it is declared each and every single day Father, I pray that we would grow more in the fear of the Lord, that we will grow more in a love for you and a reverence for you, Lord, that our understanding will grow concerning your judgments. Father, we bless you and we love you. And Lord, I just pray that you would intensify our love for you, our hunger for you, and our thirst for you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. You all take care. And Mother Leonia, Oh, if you all got to be released, you can go right ahead, and it's all good. And Mother Leomia, if you do not mind sharing, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> okay. As I said before, it was in 2013. I had a heart attack. I had a stroke. My kidneys went into complete failure. The water that I was that was uh, 
released from my body, from my kidneys, was as black as a shoe. I, um, my liver shut down. And I don't know what else happened to me. I don't remember all of it. But my whole body shut completely down. I was not only coded, I died. I mean, I actually died. I remember I went to this place and I saw my mom and I saw some of her sisters and brothers. I had had a miscarriage years before. And I saw my little boy. I saw my uh, my sister's dead son. I saw a lot of my relatives that had died before. Um. Then I I left that place, and like I said, I went to hell. I mean, I literally went to hell. Mm. Just as I was about to go into the flame, God grabbed me. And he told Satan, and I can still hear his voice, no, Satan, you can't have her. She's one Mm. of mine. Mm. He took me in his arms. And he brought me back. When I, when I got almost almost when I almost completely woke up, I remember seeing my family around my bedside, and I asked him, "Lord, who are all these beings?" He didn't say another word to me. This is after he had told me you, to wait, come back. Wait. Not to cut but, you off. You said there was people around your bedside, and you said, Lord, who are all these? You said de- demons? No, beings. Oh, beings. Got you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> okay. Um. He didn't say anything else to me. That was after he told me come back and tell his people. Um, he left, and I woke up. And I, my granddaughter, I mean, my grandson's wife, Didi Yanoa, Janelle, Donnell's wife, she was standing over my bedside, and she was, I couldn't even call Jeff and Gloria's name. And I told everybody, I said, look, everybody, it's Janine. Well, we don't call her Janine. We call her Mickey. But I called her Janine. I said, it's Janine. Janine is here. And I hear Gloria say, she don't even call her Janine. She always call her Mickey. And I look, and that's when... Everybody starts coming back to me. 
and I remembered their names. But most of all, I still remember his voice was still ringing in my ear. Go mm. and tell my people. There were times when I wanted to tell it, but I didn't have the opportunity. I remember one time after then, I told I was I told my pastor about it, and I wanted to tell it in a testimony at church, but I was not given that opportunity. Jesus. But God provided me with that opportunity afterwards. And I did get a chance to share a part of it. But I was told that the time was limited. And it takes me a while to get my words out. So I didn't tell the full story then. But I thank God for every chance that I get to tell anyone. And as you said before, I don't want to focus on me. I don't need that attention. I want them to focus on God and on his love for them. I don't want my worst enemy in hell. It was not created for us, Brother Philip. It was created for Satan and his fallen angels. And we have no business there. And we are without an excuse. We have no excuse. There is no reason for any human being that have heard the word of God and that have read his word to go to hell. So we as Christians have to be about our father's business to, to keep as many people as we can keep. Well, we can't keep them. They have to keep themselves out. But we have a responsibility to tell them. Because if we don't, the blood, their blood is going to be on, on our hands. Jesus. And I don't want nobody's blood on my hands. I don't like yeah. see blood like that, <laughs> especially if I got the answer for something that you call yourself having fun for. No, I don't want that blood on my hands. So that's my testimony. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I have a question. What did, uh, when you said you saw hit like, you saw the flames. Like, was there anything else you saw? Like, could you, like, go a little bit more into detail about that, or do you have the words? Well, I have some of the words. The worst thing that I saw were people there. People that had mistakes, opportunities. People like me that thought they knew him and had no kind of relationship with him. Mm -hmm. People that were out there when they were alive thinking that they were having fun and having a good time. 
and they woke up too late. People that lost absolutely everything. And they were completely alone in those flames. About all I can remember seeing is them reaching up and crying out, and it was too late. People that my heart still goes out to. People that I don't want to see anyone, especially any of my family members going through. Because it was nothing joyful or funny about it. That's all I can bring to that's all I can remember now. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Whew. Lord. Thank you so much. And can I encourage you with this? Um, even Paul, when Paul went to heaven. He said how there were certain things that he couldn't even say. He couldn't yes. even utter. So I just want you to be encouraged that, you know what, hey, there's going to be certain things about what you went through of this and that where you're probably not going to have the human words for it. And right. that's fine because you, you're going, you, you went into a realm. You know what I mean? There's a realm that you went into. That is, you know, is beyond human comprehension and understanding, you know? Wow. Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I just say, and I pray hard for them, there's still around just as I was. Wait, Mom. Somebody mute that phone. It's a lot of background noise. I can't really hear her. Somebody's cooking or doing something. Back there. I thought that I knew him. I thought for sure that I knew him. I had it all together, I thought. I knew, I thought I knew that Bible. I thought that I was completely in him. I was safe. I was safe. I did not. I would have never thought that I didn't know anything about him, or at least I didn't know him. That's it. Wow. Wow. Jesus. 
Jesus. Beatty, you want to say so sorry? Man, I'm I'm still man. Cause the thing right. About, the thing about going through the um thing about going through a near death experience is that people think if and if depending on who you share it with, because to this day there's people who call me crazy or I'm different or whatever, and I don't mind. But my story was um. February 5th, 95, after I had Alyssa, and they, um, well, she was born on the 1st of February, but due to complications from a surgery that I had, I ended up going back into the hospital where I stayed for 30 days. In the process of that, I had a bowel obstruction. My body was shutting down, and so um, literally shut down, um, and as I was in that place that I was speaking of, and I, I just call it the go-between because I can see it clear as day because I was in the hospital in Berkeley. It's Altabates. And my room, there was a window. And I can remember, like like I mentioned, <laughs> y'all was laughing because of the Green Reaper, but the the hood, you know, the cloaks and the hoods, and you can you can see, but you can't really see faces. So they were beckoning me to come, like follow them. But there was a light shining, like down the middle of it. So I, that's why I said I didn't go to hell. I was in that in-between place because – there was more for me to do. I didn't understand it then, but I understand what it meant now, um, well, you know, as the years have come. But the doctor, surgeon that saved my life said to my mom, she was gone, mother. And the only thing they kept saying that I could, they could tell when I came out was I was, I was saying Jesus. I would say things, um, and they were doing all kinds of things to my body, but I don't remember a lot of it. only reason why I know because I read a report, and I was reading it like this is a horror movie but the how good god was in this whole ordeal I was 27 years old three babies um they told my mom to prepare all we can tell you is pre- to prepare for funeral arrangements because we don't know we don't know what you know pretty much she's dying and so um i remember coming out of it like mother leomia said and the lights are so bright i remember bright lights i remember beeping sounds and like focusing on people and i i only remember my mom's face because um, my dad was in Kansas, he hadn't made it there yet, and my ex-husband is what I understand. He couldn't, he, you know, you, you're not strong enough to be in in ICU and see all those tubes and stuff. But through the years, I just remember that ordeal impact how it affected me because I was spared because I still had work to do, and my um, assignment is different from everybody else's because who I have reached since I I did not die because of His grace and His mercy are usually other young women who have either lost babies or who have gone through so much trauma in their bodies that I've been placed there. I've been to the hospital several times, even at church. Sometimes when I greet, my pastor will just say, go go love on that person. And I didn't know we've had similar things. So now that I'm 54 and a grandmother and I'm looking at how all of my children's friends come to me for life stuff, that's my assignment. God did not let me go that day because I had work to do for the young people, and I'm still drawn to the young people. And as I'm at a preschool now and as I'm home and I'm able to care for my own grandchildren, had the devil had his way on the 5th of uh, February 19, um, 1995, I wouldn't be here. But the 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 feeling of being in that place, and you can tell, like Mother Leomia said, you how do I say it? I didn't hear, I, I just heard come, like come here, come here, and not and not now. And so as I come back out of it, I just remember the lights, and I remember some of the nurses and doctors and what they what they witnessed, 
and some things that they said that I did. So I, it's just, like I said, if, unless you've been there, it's kind of like you're telling stories and people are like, yeah, or not believing it. And they don't have to. It's my testimony, and it happened to me, and I'm still here today. And so, and even my whole spiritual realm has changed. Like my discernment is different, and there's certain um, people I can't be around. If that makes any sense, that I that were my yeah. life friends. It changed some things. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not judgmental. I'm not bitter. It's just like I can't. Like, I, my stomach will start feeling funny if I'm around some some some. I, I want to say demonic stuff because my portals were open. So now I kind of just pay attention. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. So my baby is she'll be 27 um on the 1st of February and she has a baby and even the beauty for ashes because I didn't get to take care of her for the first almost 6 months of her life because I wasn't able to physically mentally I even went in the mental hospital cuz when you go through post traumatic and postpartum wow. depression it's wow. a lot and you got to heal and you got to believe the word and you got to really get to know him and and um, um minister Phil, you said something Earlier, when you're talking about when people say things, I think Lisa Porter had mentioned it too. Church people, if if you're not careful and people come to see you when you're in your healing process and they'll say something, if you're not vexed in the word, if you don't really know the word for yourself, it'll mess you up. Because as I was recovering and I would have certain people either call me or come see me and they would try to, in love, tell me, you know, this happened for whatever reason, you you better know the word for yourself. Because they don't, I don't even think they understand how ignorant some things that they say to you, and and, and if your mind is kind of, um, you know, open, because you've been through hell, literally been through hell here on earth, and your body is healing, got to be careful. So you got to know the word, and you got to know him. It ain't no kind of, you got to know him so you'll know how to fight so you can stay here, and you're not crazy. Hmm. Jesus. Wow. Wow. Man, thank you all for sharing as I'm on my way to a funeral. I'm sorry. Oh, no, real quick. And then get this. Mother Leomia is my other mother. We share our, my sister, Gloria is my sister. So who would have known? You know, it's God connects people for a reason. Mm. He does. Mm. I, I believe it's part of the healing, the real healing. So I love you, Mother. I love you too, babe. Man, from the bottom of my heart, thank you all so much for uh thank you all so much for sharing this. Seriously. Seriously. I'm on my way to a funeral right now. We love you, man oh, God. Man, love y'all love too. And y'all keep on fighting the fighting a good fight of faith. For real. Man. Well, thank y'all and uh we will be talking. Wow. Wow. Love you. Love y'all too. Is Gloria still on here? I love you. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Leonia, for sharing so much. I appreciate you. Thank you, Mother Leonia. I appreciate you. you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Have a blessed day.
Thank you, Minister Watson. Thank you, ladies, for your testimony. God bless everybody. Happy birthday, Sharianne. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.
holding hope, walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while I'm staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please. God, we 